What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Shayla, and you are now tuned into What's Left Unsaid. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's topic is Can Parents Break Your Heart? So all of us at some point in time have felt like we were let down or even hurt by our parents. So in this conversation today, we're going to tackle the ways in which we were hurt and how one could do better going forward. So you may know our guest from a previous podcast episode, but she's back today to shed some light on this issue. So please help me welcome LaCaria. Hey, Shayla. Thanks so much for having me back again. I'm excited to talk about this today. Yes, thank you so much for joining me. You already know, I know the topic of if and how parents can break your heart is like heavily discussed nowadays. Um, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on it. Like, how do you think parents could break your heart? Like unknowingly? Um, For me, I would say the first thing I would start with is like not apologizing because this is something that for Mm -hmm. me, I feel like helps kids to realize that you're human too, you know, and that you make mistakes too. I think in our community, Black community, Caribbean community, our parents didn't really apologize to us often, you know, or if they did, it was real like, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say it was negative, but it was kind of just like, it it was, it was ungenuine too. Yeah, it was ungenuine. It was like, I'm apologizing because I know that this is wrong, but I don't really feel sorry because I think it's really the value of the kids too. I think that abuse the way in which parents break our hearts really stems from their value of us as children in general okay yeah I get that definitely especially like like even in my household like with not apologizing like I feel like it was never a thing like I feel like it was more so the one of those little witty things like it's like oh yeah I realized that I, I I effed up you know but well, it was because it was, be- I did this because of this, you know, I did this because I thought that you did this, you know, instead of saying like, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It was more so of like an excuse, right? You know, of why, you know, she, or you deserve, yeah, right. That it, That's crazy, though. It's, it's definitely crazy. And it, it kind of ruins like, kind of relationships, like growing up, whether it's friendships or like, you know relationships with your significant others like damn like you have a you have a parent that did this to you growing up for so long and then you you go through the same thing with your friends or your significant other and you like damn like you just you just like my mom like you just like my dad like it it it, it's like traumatic in a sense it's like all right I'm going through this cycle over and over yeah, I feel like it It kind of teaches you that you somehow deserve punishment. Like, mm. you know, like, whatever whatever you go through in this life, no matter what people do to you, in the back of your mind, it's almost like you believe it. Because, I mean, everybody's looking for somebody to relate to. So your parents are the first people that's placed in front of you for you to relate to. Right. And when those people don't show you their humanity, but they only show you authority and they don't apologize to you, then in your mind, like you said, through trauma you learn that for some reason those people in authority or those people who are in control of any situation now are allowed to punish you because you deserve it based off of your circumstance or where you are or the fact that you may have made a mistake. Right, exactly. So a question, another question then, do you think that this stems from their relationships with their parents? Like, do you think this is like learned behavior as well? Like this is something that's going on like, 
year by year, century by century, like this is just learned behavior that's just trickling down the line? Or do you think this is just something that they choose to do because they want to do it? I think that it's, uh, I think it's definitely a choice because anybody can choose when to do something and people do unknowingly do things. But I think that when you're doing something wrong, you know it's wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some, Especially something like that, especially like to patronize children or to have children feel a certain type of way. An adult knows better. So I feel like, yes, we can say it was their relationship with their parents or their parents treated them like that and it's the aftermath, but I just still feel like it's a choice because you can choose who you're going to be. Right, definitely, most definitely. So how do you feel like maybe sharing an experience, like what do you feel like was something that one of your parents did that broke your heart? Like what did they do or say to you that was maybe unknowingly or purposefully that, you know, kind of like ruined you? So my mom, when I was growing up, like my mom was in a little domestic violence situation and, you know, she would, my mom is like known to be like this, like, I want to say rowdy, but like, just kind of like this direct person that speaks her mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's also rowdy and she will curse you out. And that's just what it was when I was younger. You know, you would be at the top of the block and you would hear my mom calling me from the bottom of the block and you would know I was about to get a whooping <laughs> right. and she will curse me out. And for me, what broke my heart was my mother would, would like verbally abuse me and she would like call me names and things that, you know, I, after I grew older, I realized that's how she felt about herself. Mm. But yeah, that broke my heart because I grew up identifying with that type of treatment, identifying with the idea that if somebody loved me, they were supposed to hurt me or that they were going to and that is supposed to be okay like you know what I'm saying because in my mind as a kid it's like this is my mom so how is my mom saying like for example the b-word there's a lot of kids that their parents is calling them the b-word all of that right and so in in your mind or even stupid even something as little as stupid or that's dumb (laughs) or you're weird or whatever it is this yep. is your mother. This is the person that the first person that the world told you was going to protect you. And here is this person destroying your confidence and really biting away at your identity. So it's like, how do I one forgive that person? And two, is this true? Because I have to believe this because this is this person. Yeah, that's a that's a fact. I, I think I just had this conversation with a couple of my friends the other day because I was just saying, like, I stood by and kind of not saying that my mother's a bad mom because she's great she's she was a single mom for mad long like she did what she could but I know my mom is not really good under pressure she Mm -hmm. gets frustrated really easily so when something doesn't go her way or like let's say I'm in the house my brother's in the house and you know we may be adding to that stress by possibly asking too many questions or just doing something stupid like that kids do in the time being we're going to take the backlash of whatever feelings that she's feeling so I was watching the interaction between my mom and my brother the other day and I was just like, it kind of took me back to when I was a kid. Cause I'm like, yo, I know how he's probably feeling inside. Like, like she was basically saying, you know, um, like your teachers are going to think that you're stupid. Like, are you stupid? Like you're going to be stupid. Like your dad, like it was freaking crazy to me. Cause I'm like, yo, he's eight years old and not that he's being abused physically, you know, but, you know, that's going to take a mental toll on him, especially as a black man in this community nowadays, too. You're right. already being shot down by every 
every person that you see in the street, you're not getting the opportunities that you deserve. Um, your uh, police brutality, everything that's like against these black men. And then you have to deal with that in your own home, you know? So when I was right. looking at that, I, I chose, and it's probably wrong of me, but I chose to kind of like my, my business about the situation just because I know, who my mom is and then I know she would have got on me next regardless of me being 25 years old or not like I know like she's not a, a person that you could give criticism to so if I would have said hey like why are you talking to him like that which I have done previous times in the past you would have been like you shut the f up or something like that you know so it's yeah. just like yo in that way that broke my heart and I know it broke his because the the sadness in his eyes when he looked at me when I was standing like watching the situation I'm like yeah, he does play around a lot. He's he's a child. He plays around a lot. I understand about being strict with homework and all that other stuff, you know, just like trying to teach him life lessons. But it's a it's a certain way you go about things. And when you say stuff like that as a parent, it it really takes a toll on a child. Like, and you never know how when he grows up. I'm not always there. I'm not home all the time. So I don't know about the interactions that they have, you know, throughout the days. But, you know, as a going back to being a child, I know my mom said a lot of stuff to me too, but that's your parent, right? So you still want to love them regardless. You know, as a kid, you still going to be like, oh, mom, I love you. Da, 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 da. It's like kids are the most forgiving people in the world. You know, you can beat the crap out of them. Like I was watching the um, Gabriel Hernandez um, movie, the other day and it broke my heart but that little boy still loved his parents regardless of all the physical and verbal abuse that they did to him you know and it's like right. damn like parents are really out here breaking hearts and they don't even know it yeah I think and that's why a lot of people walking around like for example like so I like that you brought up your little brother because it's the same thing with my little brother so when I was going to school when I was younger and I was going to school I was a good student all of that stuff but my little brother, you know, he was challenged when it come when it came to school because his personality just didn't really fit school. Like he's just mm -hmm. like he just wants to exist and be and do as most children do, right? Right. And a lot of people gave him a lot of shit for not being like him. So that's another thing, being comparatively judgmental, like mm -hmm. saying, oh, you're not like so-and-so, so you're going to be no good or throwing your kids away because you feel like they aren't what you're supposed to, they aren't what you expect them to be. Definitely. So it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. I think that if you have a child, you definitely receive the blessing to be able to birth another life. But more mm -hmm. importantly, that's a whole other person. That's another human being that breathes and eats and feels just like you. So I don't right. know. I understand parenting. I understand discipline, but I also understand like just being human and treating kids how you want to be treated. Like we're all kids. We're all still kids. Even our right. parents, our parents turn into our babies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My mother used, my mother would be talking to my brother like on the phone. Cause I talked to them there in another country She'll be talking to him on the phone and she'll be talking to him crazy. And I'll stand up for him, even when he's wrong. I always stand up for him because I feel like, you know, no one else, it, there's no worse feeling to, to be a child. And like you said, your brother to look up at you and to feel helpless in that moment right. and to feel like, oh, this person didn't interfere. So this is now true. 
Mm-hmm. What my mom said is true. And my brother had that thing too. You, you stupid, you stupid, you stupid, you stupid. And I really believe that it turned him stupid. Mm-hmm. He stopped trying. Like, you know what I'm saying? It real talk. Like he stopped trying in school. He got held back. Like people told him he wasn't like me so much that he did everything in his power to not be like me. And that's another thing that comes from that, too, from just breaking your child's heart in that way. Like the resentment isn't always directly at the parent. The resentment might be towards another sibling. The resentment might Mm -hmm. be towards their own existence, their own lives. Like most definitely. I was speaking about this, too. in um, in another podcast at some point, it was just like even growing up and having challenges with other people or other individuals and then you go home and you deal with like kind of the same thing is like it's really hurtful because like how you were saying like your brother um your mother was kind of comparing your brother and and stuff like that you know I that was happening a lot too it just so happened that me and the person that my mother was comparing me to we were really good friends but because my mom saw us in such a close capacity it was like yeah, like you need to be like him. You need to have. He's an honor roll student. He has straight A's. You know, he does this. He does that. Right. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, damn, like, like, am I not good enough? Like, it, like, I'm, I'm working the best I can. I've never been a math person. That's always been my downfall. Like in school, but you know, I was, I was doing great in science. Like certain subjects, you could see that I really liked because I was doing good in them. You know. But other things mm-hmm. I just wasn't understanding. So when I would get in trouble for those things and then my mom wouldn't just be like, oh, you're not applying yourself like you're a smart girl. Like you're not applying yourself. That's why you're not getting good grades. Instead of saying that, she was saying like, are you stupid? Like you need to be like Tyler. You need to be like this person. You need to be like that person. And then at that point, I started to kind of rebel. Like I'm like, right. you know, this like I don't I don't have to be like nobody I'm me you know and that was just a good thing for me as a person but not every you know child is that strong you know I was like I know I'm gonna be something you know I'm gonna prove that I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna make sure I go to college away from her and like in reality she probably didn't know like I wanted to go away to school so I could focus on me being away from her. But that's what it was. It was like, listen, I'm going to go away and I'm going to prove to you that with or without your help, that I'm going to be great, you know? And it's a shame that we have to go through that kind of battle with our parents because as a parent, like, you should know better. You should see how that affects your child, you know? And whenever I would get in trouble too, it would be like certain, like, it's like hurtful words, right? being Mm -hmm. called stupid being called out of your name in general or even be being called something related to your appearance is hurtful I spoke to you about this numerous amount of times too like Mm -hmm. even since I was a child I think I became numb to it now but since I was a child you know whenever my mom would get upset or if she would think I had an attitude for some reason she would be like oh you little fat ass like and I'm just like damn that's what you think think of me that's what you see when you look at me so when people were saying that in school at a certain point like I wasn't just being called fat off rip but it was like when people would get mad that's the first thing they would say right so I'm like damn Mm -hmm. now my mom's saying it these people are saying that now this is effed up you know then college came and it must and it must be true right because now I feel like because now I feel like 
well, if my mom's saying it and these people saying it, it's true. But not only is it true, it means that some part of me or this thing about me, which would be because I am larger in size, now means that I am unworthy of being loved and treated like mm-hmm. other people. And that's where the issue yep. is with that. Definitely. Most definitely. But, you know, nowadays, like, parents parents like are kind of trying to understand but when you're having these conversations with them they're like no I didn't do that they're in denial at this point it's like mm-hmm. like you know what I told my mom the other day we was um gardening and she was like yeah um my little brother was outside and she was like yeah you know it's okay Shayla used to break things all the time in the house or whatever by accident flipping around with her friends and da 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 so I started laughing and she's like yeah you remember when you broke my like crystal ball or something like that and I started laughing I was like yeah I broke it on purpose and she was like wait what (laughs) like she was like and I was like yeah I broke it on purpose like like you had pissed me off to the point where I was a kid and I couldn't do anything because of the things that you were saying and you were hurting me and I felt like the only way to hurt you back was to to break something that you love was to break the things that you love yeah. and it was crazy because people don't people be watching like even I'm gonna say little black kids because I don't know I haven't lived in a white household but little black kids sometimes when little black kids act out especially at home it's it stems from things that are happening in that household, you know? So the fact that I was breaking stuff was because of what I was going through, you know? Yeah. And I think that the problem too, just to even jump, this ties back to what you said about, you know, school and not doing well in school and stuff like that. Like parents have to want to be solution finders. Like if somebody is not like, if you tell me to pass you a cup, and I keep passing you the cup the wrong way, your next thing is supposed to be like, okay, why do you keep passing the cup like this? Because you you should want to understand why there's an error right. here. And if you understand why there's an error, I think that in your child is reasonable. I think that you can work through that error with that child, no matter what it is, even if it is, kids are so smart. Like kids can comprehend mm-hmm. anything. You know what I'm saying? I saw a three-year-old the other day naming the states. saying her abcs off of different artists like kids can do anything so i feel like you know if you just spend the time and really dissect and sit down and talk to your child and honor their feelings and honor and basically treat them like a Mm -hmm. person i think that we can avoid all of this heartbreak i'm not saying that our parents are not going to make mistakes or that they haven't or that we're not going to make mistakes but i think that we as in general need to be more forgiving because when children have to forgive too much, that's when their innocence yeah, definitely. dies. It definitely, that definitely happens. And going back to what you say, when, when you said like apologizing and not apologizing, like that, that takes a big toll on people too, because it's like, it's easy to, it's easy to basically find what you did wrong, but it's even, it's even bigger to apologize about it. And especially as a parent, like, when you could come to your child and be like, listen, I'm sorry, you know, but I did this. I did this because I was angry in the moment and I took it out on you and I apologize. I've never heard that in fucking history. I've never, I'm sorry, excuse my language, but I ne- I literally never heard I, that. <laughs> I heard that, but it was when I challenged my parent and it was when I was older, of course. So it's just like, 
challenging them like even as older siblings we have to continue to challenge them no matter how upset they get because you only going to get mad if it's right. the truth so my whole thing is and you all and and when you do get to the end of the road and this is i don't care what nobody say this is some shit i would say to my dad when you get to the end of the road and your ass is in a nursing home and and this is and this is the situation and now you wonder why my kids don't want to take care of me or why x y and z just know what it is that you deposited into those relationships and into those kids and into your children. You know, like I had to challenge my dad. He would always say stuff all the time about, you know, me just kind of thinking that I'm smarter. And I agree, like, you know, I could be arrogant in certain moments and not want to listen to my parents, but that's any child, that's any teenager, that's anybody. So one day I just decided to challenge my dad and I kept saying, why do you keep saying that? Why is that significant? Why do you hate me because of that? What is that? Until he finally came to his senses after after a few hours and he said, you know what? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And in that same instance, they still joked about how I should have became a lawyer because I wouldn't <laughs> let it go. But at the same time, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll joke around it or they'll make stuff light. But at the same time, at least now I know that you understand what it is that I'm saying. So that means that after this, for sure, now that I know mm-hmm. you understand, if you choose to do this thing for me, it is not because you love yeah. me. It is not because of that. Because we don't, you don't willingly hurt people that yeah, you love. Right. You don't. Yeah. And I don't think that parents love kids all the time. I think that that's mm-hmm. another truth that we need to get on yeah. to. Because they don't. That's a fact. I definitely believe that. I feel like some people, some people you know, are not ready to have children. And some people, you know, like mistakes happen or whatever, you know, people get pregnant and then they're forced to obviously raise their child. Not even forced because that's, that's an option to have a baby. Right. But you took on the responsibility to bring this child into the world and take care of them now. So now the expectations of you are higher, you know, and I'm glad that you said that, you know, your dad kind of came to that realization because not everybody can do that. Like I said, like go, like even me, I know my mom, that's why I just forgive everything she does. And it's crazy that I'm still, I still have this, you know, childish thing about me. Like, yes, she did this, but I forgive her all the time, no matter what she does and what she says, you know, but it's like, when you realize certain people are never going to change, it's like, like, how, how do you rebuttal that? Like, how do you continue to continuously go back and forth about the same topic? Like I, like I said, in college, like I was able to kind of speak out more about the things that was hurting me, you know, about the name calling about her talking about my weight all the time. Um, and stuff like that. And meanwhile, a lot of my weight gain became, became a thing because she was feeding me everything under the fucking sun. Okay, so when I was a right. kid, I was active as hell. So I was slim for a while, and then I became a little chubbier because I was just eating bullcrap that she would give me. And then in high school, kind of slimmed out a little because I became taller and stuff like that, and I was active again. And then got on birth control and became chunky again. So it was like these are different stages of life. Okay, whatever. But what I realized was that. When me and her had conversations, she would tell me that people basically um, would comment on her weight, right? And then I really found out the root of the issue was that she was one way when she was growing up. And then when she gained weight, she felt unpretty, right? And to this day, 
it's things that she's like, yeah, I want to get this done or I want to look like this because my man or this person says that, you know, I should I should be a three, four. Like what? So that that shows it. You are not loving yourself in this instance and you letting other people tear you down and then you're projecting that upon me. And I've always been a person that loved myself. Yeah. Like, I've never been really, like, depressed over my weight, really. And I'm just, like, because I knew I was still shapely, even though I was bigger than other people. But I'm, like, yo, guys still say I'm beautiful all the time. So, like, why are you always commenting on my weight? But I really I, I really realized what the root of the issue was. Because it's her, because it's actually yeah. her weight. Most definitely. It's her weight. And, and I also think... You know what, too? I also think that people who have been made to feel, who have ever been shamed about anything mm-hmm. in their appearance, feel like there's this weird, there's this like breaking of a rule when people who are thicker than them or just people who have their own, uh, their own bodily things and are proud of those things they kind of feel like, oh, you shouldn't be this proud. You shouldn't be happy right. because you're fat. You shouldn't be happy because you're thicker than me. You should, oh my God, how do you, how come you get to have both? How do you get to be happy yeah. and thick? How do you, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it does stem from themselves, you know, people's own insecurity. But bottom line is, even at this age, I took away the notions, you feel me? Because when we say mother and father and, and brother and sister, yes, those people are our families, but we all know the truth is that, like I said, people who love you don't hurt you. So if there's somebody around you that's hurting you, no matter who they are, you can't, I, I don't tolerate that. I just don't. It could be my mom. It could be my dad. It could be my grandfather. I don't even talk to my yeah. grandfather. Because anybody around me who intends to break my spirit mm-hmm. in that way, absolutely not and they definitely not doing that to my kids so it's just like yeah you feel me you're not doing that to my kids and you definitely not gonna make me feel weird Mm -hmm. about my children so yeah you could keep that over there you could be auntie auntie (laughs) so-and-so from a distance i I definitely agree with you on that like it's crazy because it's usually like family that that does it more than than people on the street like you like between us like we created this you know, self-love, thick girl heroes movement, you know, giving people all this positive energy, you know, and people are loving it right now, right? And it's crazy that we're getting more mm-hmm. support from outside people, people that don't know us or people that have seen us in passing um, more than our own family members, you know? Even to the point where the other day we had a conversation and you said, damn, my dad's going to kill me because I cut my hair. He hates short hair. Like, Growing up yeah. and thinking that you want another hairstyle, you want to look like this and stuff like that, but you may be thinking in the back of your mind, well, my dad's going to think I'm ugly. That's crazy. Right. Like, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Like, what? Like, how am I supposed to... At that point, why do I exist? Because to jump into into the other part of this, the deepest part, is that family, everything that is titled presumes Mm -hmm. possession of when mothers have daughters that's my child that's my daughter and my daughter has to look like this and talk like this and be like this my daughter is not allowed to be herself the the self that she freely chooses even in families that's my niece so I can tell her this I can Mm -hmm. say this to my niece 
because they they assume that there's a possession of the person so they can say whatever they can destroy and rebuild that person it's like having a doll it's like having a toy an object basically and that's how children are seen that's how children are seen that's how people of color are seen that's how people of size are seen that's how anybody who honestly is not an adult who's not a cisgendered Mm -hmm. adult is seen I don't know if it's like something like like back in the day something that they had going on because I remember um Johnny and Kimani had a IG live um conversation like a couple weeks ago and I was actually listening to it with my mom and we we actually kind of agreed on a lot of things on there and I was like damn okay now nah, this is a great bonding moment but it was one thing that they said in there and she done took it and freaking ran with it like I think Johnny had mentioned that um, one of his, like a, a, a priest or a pastor um, had said like before she, before, I think priests are men, right? So I guess it can't be a, a woman. <laughs> so a, yeah. the pastor had said before she marries couples that she has them do this kind of couples therapy thing, right? And how the guy mm-hmm. mentioned that, you know, basically like how he don't like short hair like and how he wants his woman to always look like how he kind of found her like how he kind of found in love with her and stuff like that so she always needs to have her hair this way right so I'm guessing the girl may have long long pretty hair right so when when Mm -hmm. he had said this my mom was going crazy and I'm like yo what's wrong with you she's like I told you I told you I told you and I'm like what are you talking about? She said, yeah, like, and then he mentioned, he said, yeah, he said, like, you can't show up um, back home one day with a buzz cut after having hair. Like, I'm not, I'm not with it kind of thing. And she said, I told you men feel that way. And you keep on cutting your hair. And I'm like, what? I wow. was like, are you serious? I was like, listen. I, and that's when I became cocky. Because none of our... No- but yeah and then it's like none of our exist like what part of my existence for me is for me exactly what part of my existence is for you it's for anyone but myself like i'm supposed to yeah like she's she's a person that believed in that from the jump like like the natural thing she don't like it she's been firm on her hair since freaking 1970 like um but she she's she's not she doesn't believe in stuff like that. She don't believe in, you know, natural hair. She doesn't believe in unless it's like probably a, a Spanish girl with really curly hair. That's what I that's what I think in my eyes. But like she says, like, mm-hmm. I don't do the natural hair thing, you know, I don't do the afro on top of your head thing. Or she'd be like, I don't do the shortcuts, why you keep on cutting up your cutting off your hair. And I told her I think I told you this too. I was telling her like, oh, I'm at the barber. She said, where you at? Oh, I'm at the barbershop. She's like, the barbershop. Mm. And I'm like, what, what's your problem? Like, what's what's the issue? She was like, that's weird. And I'm like, how is it weird that I'm at the barbershop and I got a short haircut? Like, what? She said, yeah, because like, that's like some little boy stuff kind of thing. I'm just like, what? It's a lot of women out here that got short haircuts that are killing it. But because... The, my haircut doesn't fit you because it's two things that you don't like short hair and then you don't like natural so I got an afro puff through the middle of my head and then on the sides a shave so that makes you feel uncomfortable and like what? I think so wait is it like so then my thing is this like 
Because it's okay for you to not like those things and for those things to not be your preference. But when you are imposing your preference on other people in general, that's a different thing. Like, you cannot like what I do, but you don't got to make me feel bad about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could be like, I don't agree with that, but you don't got to tell me I'm weird because I went (laughs) to the barbershop. Like, that's that's inside of you. So then that, for real, like, help me out. Like, what do I like at that point? What do you really do? What can you do at that point? What What do you say? Because that person believes that their way yeah. is the only it's, way. It's gonna forever feel like that, even in that moment. And I walked outside into the front yard. The neighbors in front of us and the neighbors on the side of us was like, "Oh my gosh, I love your hair, Shayla." And then she was like, mm, "I don't like it, bitch." What? Like I was so mad. I was so I was so <laughs> mad. I was livid. I was like, girl, she was tripping. Giving me compliments, and you added your two cents in it, saying this. And I love my mother dearly, but it's just certain things that come out of her mouth that it's like, you know, you know, she be saying all types of stuff. So yeah, I'd be like, damn, like when are you gonna change? But it's it's not gonna be no change. She's gonna be one of those old women that just be saying everything that they feel. And you ain't gonna be able to stop it. Like Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not breaking my heart no more because I have so much self confidence and self love that, you know, I was able to prevail. But it's like, damn, now I got a little brother that may go through that, you know? Or just people in general, like right. that have to deal with that with their parents and are not able to just work past it, you know? And that's basically what this this topic is about. Like, yeah. it's like, damn, like, what what do people do, like, when they're dealing with that every day at home? Like, how are they as individuals, as adults, you know? How, how are their relationships, their friendships are affected by the things that they deal with at home or they dealt with growing up, you know? How do they perceive themselves? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a fact. I think that that has a, we could talk about this all day. That has a whole lot to do with relationships, friendships. Okay. Cause, but the main effect of that is just how you allow yourself to be treated. Cause it can either be, I don't tolerate this, or it could be, I do, I'm going to allow this to happen because this is what I deserve. And with children, because we're always, we're all learning. Children are Mm. beings of learned behavior. So what you learn is literally what you do, like literally, and it's what you accept. So parents, if y'all out here treating y'all kids crazy, just know they're either going to act crazy or they're going to allow somebody yeah, else to act crazy fact. to them. And you don't get a pass. You don't get a pass just because your name that's is mommy fact. or daddy. Until they stop pulling your card, then you're going to feel real salty. They're going to be like, but you do this. And mm-hmm. then you're going to notice that they've really been watching you <laughs> for real. So... Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on here today and speaking about this very controversial topic because I know a lot of people are not going to be feeling it or, or some people going to be feeling it like, damn, that's been happening to me, you know? So I just appreciate you for just coming yeah. out and, and speaking about your own experiences. And thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having of me. Course. I'll be back again, y'all. <laughs> All right, we out. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And until next time, remember to always speak, as I would say, straight facts and definitely straight from the heart.